This is Robert Mardlanchi of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's learning and technology e-magazine. This podcast is brought to you by C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st century learning and innovation. I'm honoured to have joined me for a Mindshare Learning Moment here at the COSIN Conference, Global Conference in Portland, Oregon. Oli Heinonen, who is the Director General at the Finnish National Agency for Public Education. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Oli. Thank you. It's my pleasure being involved. Well, uh, what an honour, first of all, to meet you and to hear your presentation here about the, the Finnish um, education system and and sharing some of the uh, secrets to success, perhaps. Uh, you're consistently uh, ranked at the top of the OECD PISA rankings, and this is a, a situation that didn't happen overnight. This has been a long-term vision, and you have key elements to your success. So perhaps you could share a little bit about uh, why uh, you've maintained your leadership, and uh, it's not about resting on your laurels either, is it? No, it's definitely not. Uh, maybe countries like Finland, there's always a danger that you get to become a kind of a prisoner of your own success. So we know that we have done in the history certain things well. The teacher education, high quality, master level education is a central role in that success. Uh, the teacher's autonomy, of course, is also very important. And then the kind of trust around education, schools, teaching and learning, that the community supports what the school and teachers are doing is very, very valuable. Um, so, so those are the kind of strong points that we have had. We've always also been lucky in the country that there's been a kind of a kind of an agreement among the, all the political parties. So partnerships have been vital. Partnerships are very very vital. That that we kind of because we are 5.5 million people. So for us, it's possible to get all the stakeholders around the same table right. and discuss that what's the direction where we want to commit ourselves to and what each one of us in our own tasks should be doing to get there. So so that's very kind of typical for us. But what we are seeing is that the world is really challenging us, that, that we cannot kind of stay here, but we have to keep the process of development ongoing. And the Finnish system is actually a, a system of autonomous networks, independent and autonomous networks. And that's the kind of challenge for us, that how to make a system where the teacher is autonomous, schools have a lot of room for maneuver, municipalities that run the schools are autonomous, and the universities taking care of teacher education are autonomous. But how to get all those different actors in this kind of complex world moving to the same direction. And that means that we have to always kind of build trust among the different actors and build the kind of leadership that's in those relations. That is not kind of positions or persons, but it's the kind of how well we, what's the quality of interaction between these autonomous actors.
fascinating. You talked about uh, the political parties and the alignment there and having a longer-term view. What advice do you offer on that note? Because we seem to shift gears a lot in, uh, in North America. Well, I think it's also important that the, that the school sector kind of comes out and involves itself in the political discussion arena. That, that there's a danger that we kind of start talking school, a language of school that has its own terminology and nobody else understands what we're talking about. And, and we, we are uh, notorious for the use of jargon. Well, I think we do it very well. We, it's all in a way also kind of using power, being so kind of expert that nobody else understands what, what right. you're talking about. Okay. Uh, and for that reason, we need to find a ways to communicate that what we see that are the important things in education policy. Of course, that's the only way that we can also kind of build a trust towards the policymakers, that they see that these guys are really in charge of what they're doing, they know what they're doing, and we can kind of trust them kind of with, with a coherent and, and a long side view to try to reach those goals. I was intrigued by the emphasis you put on partnership and, and that trust factor. Uh, perhaps you can shed a little light on that. Well, it's uh, it's actually something that starts with the with the children, with the pupils and students. That we have to be able to create an environment where they feel safe learn new things. They feel safe to say to their teachers that I don't know these things. I don't understand what are we trying to learn. Because that's the, that's the starting point of learning. And that means that the teacher also must have that kind of relaxed feeling for him or herself to know that the teacher he or she is really in charge what's happening in the class and, and kind of has full control of that learning situation. And, and that's why it is so important that we have that trust in the whole system that, that it's not only, it's, the, it's a student, it's a teacher, but it's also the other decision-makings around that learning kind of activity. And, 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 and that's kind of, uh, in today's world, it's so difficult to maintain that trust. Because the social media and, and, and all the other media discussion very easily kind of, with very confronting views, easily ruins the trust. Absolutely. You uh, struck a chord when you mentioned learning and the importance of play and integrating play in the learning day. Perhaps you can talk about that because that is becoming less and less of uh, an activity for kids in North America and emphasis in what is, why you fuse play and physical activity? Well, play is the work of children. And in the same time as we're talking about the fact that work and learning integrate, 
It's the same thing that has happened actually centuries and centuries in the history that play and learning have been integrated. Play is a way of kind of finding out things in a kind of a secure way. And why should we not utilize the power of the play also in the kind of official uh, education system? You talk about uh, the prestige or the, um, yeah, per perhaps it's prestige and the respect that teachers give or the, to the profession and the rigor in becoming a teacher. Um, one in ten you referenced, uh, and then there's a master's level. Is that something that you see that isn't common and would actually improve uh, education if we were more rigorous in the selection process in North America and around the world? Well, of course, it's the question that you get enough good applicants who want to be teachers, uh, and that's the basic thing. Um, actually, in the in the kind of application process in Finland, we don't choose the students who have the best degrees, but we want to make sure that they are otherwise also kind of capable of becoming high quality teachers. So there are other aspects on that also. But the motivation side is so, so important. And then there's, of course, the question that how to build that motivation. And again, we come back to the autonomy issue that the, the, in Finland, the young teachers, what they are saying is that they know that they can be in charge of their own own work. They know that they are the developers and once they master the profession, the doors for development are open for them. And, and that's, I think it's a kind of a positive spiral that's happening there. And they're empowered. They feel more empowered when exactly. they get that sense of control. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about technology and the role of technology in, in a high-performing country. And we talk about technology-infused pedagogy that uh, was inspired by Michael Fullen. Perhaps you can shed a little light on, on the role of technology that's being played. Well, I think uh, it's kind of, we, we are now coming closer to the situation where the, where the possibilities of technology in pedagogy are really becoming true that that because it, it's not kind of a either or question right it, it, it's kind of both and there, there are kind of if you do it wrong uh you could ruin things and if you do it right there are kind of huge possibilities for new learning i think the main components are the question that how we can use the technology um to make the, the community of learning a shared community, that the technology makes it possible for us to have kind of shared learning experiences, collaboration much, much, much stronger than earlier. The other one is the, the content side, that the digital world gives a possibility for us to, in the learning situation, to create the content ourselves 
not kind of having distributed content right. but at the moment created. And the third one is that the more kind of um, kind of uh, genuine learning contexts we can create, the deeper the learning kind of memory will be. And, and I think that that's something that is so, so important. I very strongly kind of support the idea of, of deep learning, but we're just Absolutely. kind of just starting to get there with technology. Well, exciting times ahead. And, and uh, I noted earlier that uh, we were talking off there that uh, you're sharing on a global scale the importance of putting yourself out there and, and the informal learning and the sharing at conferences like this and the importance of other countries to do the same and reach out beyond your borders. Yeah. I think um, education has been a kind of a to a national issue that we have not kind of utilized the international cooperation in developing our systems. Um, and that's a pity. I, I think there are good trends at the moment happening. There's more collaboration international-wise and kind of more sharing, more kind of brainstorming together, and that's great. But there's also one other big issue that motivates me in international context, and that's the fact that, for example, with the World Bank's development report on education, the good news was that that the, the, the children of the world have gone to school, but the bad news is that while in school, they don't learn anything. So we're kind of, we're moved from a schooling crisis to a learning crisis. And if we really want to solve the big problems of Agenda 2030, um, the, the global challenges, then we have to face that learning crisis and that's something else also that that it, I, I feel that I'm not doing a good job if I concentrate what's happening in Finland in these issues but right. I think that we should contribute together Collectively. to build a better kind of global learning environment. Well on that note that's a perfect ending to this conversation and very inspirational an honor to have uh, a Mindshare moment with you this afternoon, Oli. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure having this chance of being here. That was Oli Heinonen, the Director General at Finnish National Agency for Education. My name is Robert Mertlanche, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out www.mindsharelearning to get your latest issue. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep.